Jamiro Montero. G'day, mates. It's been a big week. There's no doubt about it. Alster, I'm going to be honest. I'm pumped. I'm hyped. I'm ready to run through a brick wall for Saray right now. I'm listening to the podcast again. Uh, I mean, you know, we knew the change was going to cause a stir. Um, but for me, I'm feeling pretty good. I want, I'm ready to dip the toes back in. This is uh, a new era for the Saray Down Under podcast. Yeah, you got the fire back. Um, that's good, man. I'm, I'm, I'm glad you're excited. I'm glad you're excited. I think it's been interesting to watch the kind of dust settle on the the roadmap announcement. You know, a little over a week now. Um, I think there's definitely less kind of fud out there at the moment. There's, there seems to be less Twitter posts. You know, going on about how it's the end of the world and how Sorrera's you know jilted us all. Um, I think those people who have quit have quit, and the rest of us are just like, yeah, like he said, ready to run through a brick wall. Yeah. And look, I promise, I promise you, Elsa, this is the last time that I have a different recording uh, location. I think it's got to be a record. I think we've now gone five pods and I've literally been in a different spot each and every time. Um, I, I can confirm things are looking up. Sarah has got me excited and I have a house. Oh, I live in a van down by the river. I have permanent residency. Um, so while it's certainly an empty room at the moment, and, and I will be making some, you know, much needed adjustments, you know, putting my Sven Coombs, uh, poster on the wall, uh, yep. my Jamiro Montero, uh, life-size replica was sitting in the corner. Um, but once that's done, this is my new potting room. So very excited. Okay. That, quick question, Simon. Um, and I mean, there's no guarantees that this will definitely be your Christmas present, but just just saying, if you were to get a full queen size uh, duvet cover with a with the face of a Sarah favorite on it, which favorite, which player would it be? Um, it's a good question. The, the The first name that came to my mind was um, Murakami from Avisca. <laughs> really. Okay. Well, that's because I mean, I that. guess I guess that's a good that's a good person to have on your bedspread because he'll just let everybody in, you know. He's not he's not <laughs> stopping any women from getting in that bed. He'll let them all through. She just loved to get down with sex all the time. Doesn't matter how few how how few shots on goal he takes, he's going to let him right on through. It would, it would be tricky because you know, oh, okay, just one's fine and then but he's so used to letting three or four in. Next thing, things are getting complicated. <laughs> this could be like the best move for your love life ever, getting some Masaki Murakami uh, duvet covers. Who'd have thought? I mean, in the end, I'll, I'll just be wanting some clean sheets. There we go. All right. We could, well, it's been good um, having this podcast with you, Simon, but I guess that's, you know, that's it. We'll wrap it up there and um, pretty much can't go any further after that. That's We've reached I, the yeah. logical conclusion. <laughs> Now, Alistair, I'm moving away from the bed sheets. Let's bring something up that, you know, you very quietly just let fly under the radar. Now, we didn't 
publicly do this because we know that no one actually really cares about the lunch wheel. It's just us. So mm. we did our own private lunch wheel. And of course you won, um, two, one, it was very close. Now it didn't quite go as planned for you now, did it? The lunch wheel? No. Um, what was, I can't, it was so long ago now. Um, so for those who have been following our Twitter, you'll know already, but basically I won the lunch wheel. Um, you know, smashed Simon out of the park on rivals again. Nothing new there. Same old story. Spun the lunch wheel, picked up myself a dozen eggs. Now, I don't want to say I've been putting it off. I don't want to say I've been scared. I've just been waiting for the right moment. I'm also dealing with the fact that every time I buy a dozen eggs, they get eaten by people in the household. So I've been... <laughs> Funny story. I On the way back from the gym this morning, I stopped in specifically... Um, my sister's staying with me at the moment. I sent her in. I said, you go and get some eggs. I need 12 eggs, please. In you go. I sent her off and she came back we got home and I said, and she said, all right, do you want me to make you some scrambled eggs for, for breakfast? And I said, oh no, these are for the podcast. And she was like, oh fuck, I thought we were having eggs. <laughs> so she's now starving. She's gone hungry. Yeah, yeah. she's gone hungry, <laughs> but the pod comes first, of course, Simon. So look, I think we just need to get this out of the way. And I was thinking about... What's the best way for me to consume these eggs? Now, I'm a busy man, Simon. I've got I've got a lot on. I've got lineups to set tonight. I don't have time to be sitting around hard boiling and eating twelve hard boiled eggs. Oh, hurry up! I'm a busy man. So, I've also just come back from the gym. So, perfect timing for this. Now, this might take some time. Let me see if I can get a get a bit of a visual on this. How do I get this in there? Okay. This could take a while. Might have to speed this up. There's no Probably. way I'm gonna have enough. This 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 cup's not gonna be big enough. <laughs> <laughs> You're about five in and almost. I might at the have top. to uh, I might have to strain off some uh, some liquid here. Strain off some, uh, some, no, some white. You, I just love how severely underestimated you have how much room the eggs will take up. Okay. I feel like. I feel like we're like 14-year-olds on YouTube in 2007, just like viral videos eating eggs. Just trying to think if I've got like a vomit spot just in case the worst happens. Alrighty. Arnold! Mm. Oh, that's, that's rough. I thought that was going to be a lot easier. That's not... Oh man. Oh, that's a grim sight. <laughs> Please don't throw up on the podcast. <laughs> well, that was good. Six eggs, seven eggs. Isn't it some countries like you have a, a raw egg in your first drink of the morning after a big night? 
Probably. Yeah. Yeah. A hangover cure. Uh, I mean, I don't have a hangover, but I might have after this. All right. Cheers. You might have food poisoning. Jamiro Montero. The best thing about this is no one actually knew that this was happening. No one knew that we'd spun the lunch wheel. So if you're just tuning in randomly, you're just seeing Alistair drink eggs for absolutely no reason, which is I'm all here for. Okay. That should be my protein for the day. Not going to lie, that's kind of made me uncomfortable. Um, that was awful. Okay. Now let's, let's move on from that. Uh, let's like, seriously, let's never do that ever again. <laughs> um, back to Sorare. Yep. Back to Sorare. Now, obviously, sold my rares a couple of months ago. Went to the limiteds. Uh, of course, my beloved St. Louis stack. Uh, my limited show Sasaki sitting there very proudly in the gallery. Uh, went and bought the best of the best. I mean, you can't lose if you have literally the best players in the world. Um, that hasn't really worked. And here I am, Alistair, all these months later. You know, the the, the house is falling down around me, but I'm looking to do renovations in the kitchen, looking to move back into the, into the rares. Mm. Uh, and there's been a bit of change since our last pod. Yeah. Okay. So obviously you were kind of already planning, you know, you were thinking, look, Asia is a, a good league to watch. It's on at the same time as we're awake. Um, you don't quite have the unpredictable nature that you, of the MLS. So you were like, I'm going to buy some Asian cards. Then everything changed. Roadmap drops. Everything's just been blown out the window. But you're still, you're still persisting with the Asian boys. Do you want to talk us through your thinking, your strategy here? Well, I, I don't know if the data can back me up here, but I feel like everyone is moving away from contender. Yep. A lot of people focusing on challenge because of the rewards, which makes sense. And so my thinking was kind of zigging when everyone zags. I'd already like made a short list of like Asian guys that I want to pick up. They're really, really cheap. So I thought, why not make a team, you know, with some of these like sort of budget guys with high upside. Um, and everyone's kicking up a fuss about the classic competitions. But for me, I've always competed for cards. So competing for cards now is no different. Like if I win a card, I, if I want ETH, I'll just sell it. Um, mm. So the strategy, I guess, is playing Asian guys, getting some of the top guys in that region, and winning K-League Argentinian players. A man can dream, though. A man can dream. Yeah, yeah. I think I, I like that strategy, especially for someone like yourself. I mean, you know, we'll talk about my kind of plans a bit later on, but like, yeah, you know, I think a lot of people are drawn to. Oh, okay, oh, I've got a you know X amount of new season cards. If I just pick up a few more, then I can be playing the cash comps. And I think because everyone has felt like their thresholds have just been ripped from them, and that their ability to win cash has been taken away, they're scrambling to try and find any way that they can make cash. Um, as and as you as you pointed out, like completely kind of overlooking the fact that you can sell card rewards for cash, especially if they're new season new season cards um obviously it is definitely better to get cash because you can just go and buy what you want you don't have to deal with negotiating with anyone you don't have to deal with you know winning a card that no one wants to buy obviously that is that can be tough um but yeah everyone's focusing on those cash competitions everyone you know 
Premier League new season cards have gone through the roof. And I think for you, and I think even in the contender region, people are probably piling a little bit more into like maybe Argentina, Liga MX a little bit. I don't think Asia is quite the, you know, flavor of the month. Um, yeah. And, and also with the divisions, I think you're kind of, you know, you haven't got a huge bankroll behind you. The divisions are there so that you can kind of start in the lower divisions and kind of hopefully win and, and work your way up from there. And hopefully if you're against less competition, um, you should be able to you know, pick up some wins early on and get back to that kind of winning feeling that was eluding you for so long. Yeah, and it's funny because I started off picking up some budget guys, you know, they're all around that sort of 24, 25 euro mark, like pretty pretty cheap. Um, Iwanami at Fissel, you know, if he gets a starting spot, then great. Um, at Sewer at Urua Red Diamonds coming back from uh, Vestalo. It's like a couple of these depth sort of upside pieces. Um, but Alistair, we know, we know us. I'm not content just rolling out a couple of guys that are a bit hit and miss like I do want to win um so just felt a little bit cheeky and uh picked myself up a Cecenia um <laughs> oh man which changes the game a little bit because high risk high reward right yeah yeah Cecenia is a card that has caused many people on this platform so much joy and also so much pain I want to hurt you the way you hurt me um, I commented when you bought your Cecenia for what did you get him for? Like 0. 0.08 ETH? Yeah, about that. Yeah, so I paid 1.5 ETH for my Cecenia Rare a few years ago. Um, <laughs> and, like, he's a great forward. He does everything for Daegu. I think people have cooled on him a little bit because they didn't have AA last year. And I think if they did have, have AA for all games last year, I think Cecenia would have been just one of the best cards on the platform until he got injured. Um, but so many game weeks last week, it'd be like, oh, Cecenia's out. Why is he out? No one knows. Saw toe, saw tongue, gone on holiday. Sick. Like he was just, you never felt confident that he was going to be in the starting lineup, even though he's their main man. Um, I do remember last year, was it last year? It might've been the season before. Because he's so good for that team and because he is, everything goes through him, the opposition team tends to just like, try and take him out literally like they just they just it's like the Neymar effect you know Neymar's constantly just getting beaten on by players because they're like let's just take him out let's just injure him so that he has no effect on the game I think that's what happens to Cecenia so look it's a new season apparently he's back from injury he's been playing in the preseason um I, yeah look I I hope he becomes the king that he once was for you do I have a psychopathic psychopathic Am I a psychopath yes, 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 yes. Dip, dip, dip. that loves pain? Like, why do I do this to myself? Why didn't, why, why didn't I just get someone nice, get someone safe? He scores a few goals, you know, like a nice young guy, plenty of information. But, I mean, with the players that I've got, the reason why I went for the Cecenia is, like, he's got that 100 effect, right? Yeah. And especially playing in Asia, playing in Contender, I don't know if this is a bad strategy, but I'm like not as afraid to throw a bit of caution to the wind, if that makes sense. Like, yeah, I think you got to. I because think you the have rewards to. that the rewards that I'm going to be winning are going to be as good. I would rather come first once, and, like you know, come first rather than come twentieth every like four times. If that makes sense. 
Yeah, um, totally. I, I, I think I mean, we we're going through who the, the players you should buy, you know, if you want to stick with J-League. And, I mean, all these kind of guys are, I guess, you know, like another name that we threw around was Rio Kikuchi. Now, obviously, he's been out for an entire year, bad injury. You never know how they're going to come back from these kind of injuries. But he's a player that could hit 100. And there's not that many in Asia that can hit hundreds for you. Like, it's a pretty... It's a pretty stock standard kind of league. There's not any real smashes. And I think, you know, contender as a whole league, you know, apart from maybe some of the Div 2 guys, there's not a huge amount of just absolute smashes in there that can hit hundreds, especially in like, you know, Liga MX and Argentina. I feel like you don't see that many hundreds. Um, so, yeah, players like Cecenia, Kikuchi, uh, I wonder if there's any, like maybe Wakazaka is another one from from uh, Frontale who could probably get up there in the 90s, hundreds. Yeah, I think you've you've really got to go for broke um, with the, with the gallery you've got. Um, and like I've got some really good depth pieces alongside, but it begs the question, Alster. So, you know, it, my infamous walkout on the rares. Yeah. Here I am, uh, just over a week away from the J League season. I've got a pretty solid team. Um, you know, currently going to pick up a, an Iraqi from uh, Hiroshima. Um, you know, solid effort. Uh, I've got. Uh, Asano, some good pieces, right? But guess what I was doing, Elster? I was doing the what? math, bit of boy math, and uh, I think I might be ready to to dabble back in and, you know, reinvest into the platform. Oh my goodness, Simon Rathbone! Wow. God, okay, it's happening. Everybody, stay calm. What's the Everybody procedure, everyone? What's the procedure? Stay calm. Wait, 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 wait. Everybody, calm down. I mean, I, I've got to say I agree. I've got to. I, I, we've been watching the prices go down now. The conversation could be had of like, is this just? Is are they just going to keep going? Is so rare dead? And I think we've got to, in in terms of just the feel of you know, you 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 start the show. I've I'm got I've got the fire back. I'm excited. So rare has me ready to run run through a brick wall, and I feel like again, just a lot of the. People that I interact with on Discord, content creators, they seem like they've got the same vibe. Um, so these low prices, if it, if it is just a knee-jerk reaction to everyone going, oh, you've taken away my ability to win cash, now these contender classic cards are worthless, great time to buy in, surely. Yeah, yeah. So that's what I'm thinking. Um, just like I can get some really good scorers for pretty cheap. Like I only yep. need to put in a couple extra hundred dollars. I feel like at the moment, my team that I'm rolling out is quite, it's good, but I feel like I'm just missing one or two pieces. You know, if I could plug in a Sasaki and a Wakazaka, then those, you know, more budget guys I got are fantastic depth. You know, they might not hit every week, but they're, they're good players to have just as that, that gallery depth. Now, yeah, I was checking the bank balance. Um, you know, I've got a house now. I can probably afford to... You know, put a little bit money, more money into Sarer. Yep. Now, don't get me wrong. This money, I'm well and truly accepting. I'll probably never see ever again. You're kissing goodbye to That's, it. Yeah. It's should goodbye. We, should we actually literally light some money on fire right now on the podcast? <laughs> We've drunk eggs. <laughs> We've already drunk some eggs. Let's light some goddamn currency on fire. All you care about is money. <laughs> now, my only reason for not pulling that trigger immediately, it is the instability. Now, Sho Sasaki, 
probably the one of the best players in Asia, right? Mm. His price has continued to fall down. He's down to point like zero seven. Okay. So it's continuing to plummet. Wow. There is no reason for Shosasaki's price to go down. He's arguably one of the best cards in contender, you know, in mm. terms of a defender that's consistent. The fact that that's almost halved. Do I wait and sit on my hands just for a couple of weeks and let's just let's see how it all plays out a little bit because we're obviously in uncharted territories and I don't want a case of like, yep, I'm going to jump back in. The prices are low, but then his price is halved <laughs> in the next week. Okay, so I have a theory on this, Simon. So I think there's a very f- small window that you have to buy these cards. Now, hear me out. So Here currently... If you if you go and play in, I mean, there's no obviously no contender until the end of March anyway. If you're playing Asia right now, all you can win is current new season Asia cards. Those new season Asia cards will be old season in a couple of weeks. They're going to launch the J League soon, surely. Like new cards will be out usually within a couple of weeks of the season starting. So I think people are kind of, you know, Premier League cards, Jupiler League cards, all the European leagues. People are, you know, those prices have stayed a little bit steadier because people are like, well, I can enter All-Star Rare Pro this weekend, hopefully win myself a new season Premier League card and play that in the Premier Premier League competition or whatever you want to play it in until, like, August, essentially, when the new season cards come out. So there's still plenty of utility for those new season rewards. So I think that's why the classic version, you know, the old season cards in those other leagues are still holding a bit of value. I think people are really bailing on old season MLS, old season um, J-League cards and Asia cards because they know that the cards they win will be old season very soon. So that kind of carrot there of playing the classic isn't really there. So I think that's why I think as soon as they launch the new season cards, all of a sudden the old season cards will take a bit of a boost because all of a sudden you can win new season cards, which you can then use all season long in the in-season contender competitions to win cash. I see. I see. But everyone keeps hating on the K-League. Like, it's obviously, it's a bit of a joke. Like, they say, why would I play this competition? <laughs> Oh, okay, I see what you mean. It's a bit of a joke. I thought you were saying the K-League's a joke. Ooh, burn! I mean, obviously, no. it's a joke. It's a ridiculous league. <laughs> so people have been saying that why would I play contender when I can ju- I'll can? win a K-League guy, right? Yeah. I think I might be the only person on the platform that's actually okay with winning K-League guys because as you touched on, those old season cards like or the new season cards that you win are pretty much useless. Now, I don't know if this is a bad idea and this might be infuriating people listening, but if I want a K-League guy that was like scored really well, I would never buy a K-League player, just oh, apart from buying, you know, Cecenia. <laughs> apart from the but one you bought. I, I like those random uh, K-League players. But I will say this, if I want a guy and he scores well, if he just has a random DMP or drops off the face of the earth, I didn't buy him, I won him. So if I can use his scores, then I'm okay with that. Does that logic make sense at all? It's real estate, free. It's a free house for you, Jim. This- 
Well, that's it's the, it's the logic. It's the logic behind you know this ongoing debate of like, do you like winning cards or do you like winning ETH? Winning ETH is great because you can then go and buy stuff with it. But I don't. I personally don't find it as exciting. I like winning someone and going. Well, you know, maybe not so much when you are expecting a really good reward that you know, and you get someone bad. That's not great. But, you know, those tier 3s, tier 2s, tier 1s that you get where you're like, oh, I don't know this guy. Oh, he scores really well. And then all of a sudden you become a fan of that team, you become a fan of that player. I say you cope with my blood. Did you get my blood? And that's, you know, it goes back to this conversation we were always having about what makes Sorare enjoyable. You know, you've got that spark back. And I think part of the spark is that you've you've now seen this opportunity to start playing in a league against people of your own level in a league that isn't as competitive, you're not playing against the best players in the world, and all of a sudden you've got this, you know, <laughs> hope. You keep using the word. I don't think it means what you think it means. <laughs> that you can win again, and that's exciting. So I totally see what you mean. And whether it's a K-League guy or an Argentinian, Argentinian guy or an Austrian dude, it doesn't really matter. I think just winning someone is exciting. Yeah, 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 100%. Um... What was I going to say? As I think with the Asian thing as well, like like you said, I think it's that it's the hope that I can actually win. Like I, I know that if I'm going up against PSU fans in All Star, like mm. it's not going to happen for me. Um, no. and, and and you know this whole not winning guys, you know, Alster. I've played Sarah for like three years. I've never won a guy I know ever. No. No. <laughs> I won a Raheem Sterling Limited once. Yes, that's true. And like that's Eze, it. you won Eze at that time. But maybe you didn't, didn't know, know who he was. was. Yeah, there you go. That's true. Yeah. yeah. No, look, I like it, Simon. And look, I'm not sure how much you're looking to invest, but I, I do think looking at your gallery, the players you've bought, and shout out to Matsuyama. So I've, I've been pushing people's Patreons on here. I'm just like, guys, we need to get back into Patreons. It's it's worth 10 bucks a month or whatever it is. Um, we've recently signed up to Matsuyama's Patreon. Um, so we've been getting all these like inside tips on, you know, who's good to look for in the J League. Um, you've picked up some players who, like you said, they've got that strong upside, but I don't know whether you can roll them out in week one and be confident that anything's going to come of it. Whereas I think you maybe need a few more kind of anchor pieces in that lineup. Your Sasaki's, you know, uh, you know, potentially like a Wakazaka. You've obviously got Sassini up there. I feel like you just need that little bit of extra quality to make sure that you're really competing week to week you know, whatever division you end up being in. Yeah, because the my lineup doesn't make sense if I'm running out of Sassinia, which I paid in this market a lot for. <laughs> but if I'm pairing him with three other useless guys or, or not yeah. not consistent guys, then what's the point? Um, yeah. So the carrot's definitely there. I mean, a Sasaki makes sense. I could pair him with my Araki. Yeah. Rhymes. I'm feeling good. I'm the mother um i'm ready to invest my whole life savings but i must say i'll start, you know it is funny it is really funny i do have a little bit less eth than what i should have in my bank balance now <laughs> we all know that i've gone out and tried to scout myself didn't go so well i'm sort of giving back a little bit more um you know weight to alster's opinion and alster came to me and he said Simo, mate, I'm on the Patreon. I've got a, I've got an absolute ripper pickup for you. He's, you know, dirt cheap, scores really well. Like, mate, you can't go Doesn't wrong. Doesn't score really like, well. Yeah. Doesn't score really well. Yeah. 
It was a so real buy, up it was a buy low. Yeah, picked up this guy. A couple of euros. How good. Then what happened, Elster? Tell me. And nothing can go wrong. Oh, no, it all went wrong. Turns out in the J-League, um, there's quite a lot of guys with the same last name. Um, <laughs> do your own research, folks. Um, again, shout-outs to Matsuyama. He was, I was going through his depth charts, and he was he talking about this guy, this, this young fellow who just moved to uh, Alberex Nagata called Matsuyama. Um, you know, said there in the little notes, you know, Matsuyama could be on sets, very attacking, very promising young player. Will be very interesting to see how he goes in this team. And I was like, okay, look, he's got loads. I looked him up, did a bit quick, so rare data search. And I was like, hey, he's like three bucks and he scores a low, great cap mode player. Could be worth taking a pun on this one, Simon. Um, so you, you know, quite dutifully made the purchase. Um, and <laughs> I realized not too long after that, yeah, different Matsuyama, different guy. Um, the guy you bought probably will never see the soccer pitch again. Um, and the guy I was recommending uh, doesn't have a card. So, yeah, off to a good start. Um, we have been hoodwinked, bamboozled, led astray, run amok, and flat out deceived. Maybe go back to the old strategy of just listening to your, listening to your heart, Simon, instead of your big brother. Yeah, I think so. I think so. Um, so, yeah, just to sort of wrap up that discussion, if I reinvest, you think that the dip is now and it's not going to go lower because, you know, I bought myself a, a Park Hill View. I thought if I buy a, a rare goalkeeper, surely the goalkeepers are the one card that maintains their price somewhat. Uh, he's basically halved in price since I bought him. To be yeah. fair, the other guys I've got have maintained it pretty well because I think people know that they're going to overachieve from last season's results. So that's not been too bad. And let's just say, thank God I didn't buy before this announcement because then you really, yeah. I really would be hurting. Um, so I still got some guys in a discount. I mean, I think it's it's pointless to try and time the market and buy, you know, buy the dip or or try and predict where the bottom is. It may they may go lower. I don't know, Simon, but I think I think you were aware of the fact that you you're doing this for fun, you know. I wouldn't be thinking about it as an investment, thinking about whether their values are going up or down. Just buy the players that you really want to get. Um, I mean, great time to pick up that second goalkeeper so you can run that, you know, cheeky 240 team alongside your main boys, like just saying, because um, there are some crazy cheap goalkeepers out there right now, in contender especially. It's it's ridiculous. Oh, man, you're making me want to jump back in and invest my life savings again. This is getting dangerous. Uh <laughs> um, tell you what, man, it's just, yeah, it's got got me fired back up, you know. Ugh. Um, now enough about me. How are you doing over the other side of the lake with your blue boys? Ah, oh, well, um, I'm, 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 for the most part, I'm happy with where I'm at. I'm quite lucky in that pretty much the entirety of my gallery falls quite neatly within the Challenger region. Um, a couple of outliers that we spoke about last week, Hyungmin Sun, Super Air, which kind of is on, out in his own at the moment. Um, and then I've got a few kind of contender boys that are sitting around there that need a goalkeeper to go with them. So kind of got to, need to make a decision as to whether I, yeah, dip my toe back in there or not. Um, again, luckily for me, contender goalkeepers right now are at bonkers prices, especially in Super, like in super Air. 
like it wasn't it was a couple of months ago that you couldn't buy a keeper for less than like a starting super rare keeper for less than half an eth like half an eth you're getting the dregs of the dregs i saw like someone bought so my <laughs> my favorite boy stein van gassel um you know one of the best keepers on the platform uh he's a challenger goalkeeper i saw his auction went for like point one eight or something the other day for his super rare, which just seems bonkers to me. So definitely probably a good time for me to fill a few gaps, um, particularly in contender. Luckily, I don't have to try and fill any gaps in in challenger. I've got a couple of teams there already. Um, I'm in a bit of a crossroads, and maybe you can help me here, Simon. I like your strategy of zigging when people zagging, but I'm also sitting there looking at a. I have a couple of new season Premier League cards. I've had my Super Rare threshold taken away. I can no longer pull in my $200 a week. The Premier League competition is running and is paying out good amounts of cash each week. But, of course, everyone's got the same idea. Everyone's spending way overs you know, to buy new season Premier League cards. I've got a Kevin De Bruyne there. I've got a James Madison. That's about it, actually, so not that many. I need two more new season Premier League cards to enter that lineup. Do I go out and spend the money on some good quality Premier League new season cards, knowing that I'm spending way more than they're worth, you know, for potentially only a couple of months worth of utility? Or do I try and follow your lead and kind of zig when people zag and try and, you know, pick up some of these kind of less lesser desired players at absolute bargain prices? What do you find more enjoyable and surreal though? Like rolling mm. out the Premier League guys for the cash. Like I know you said at the start of the pod that you like winning players. Is that the best way mm. to go on the enjoyment front? Well, I'm in a bit of a different situation to you in that because of kind of the investment I, I put in early and the fact that I got in relatively early, I'm still somewhat up on my initial investment so i still do see it as an investment i'm still like i can still do well out of this if i strategize well so i am i've got a bit of a foot in both camps um so i'm a bit torn there and and that's having that super rare threshold i mean i did a show a couple of weeks ago where i like went through kind of how that transition to super rares has gone for me financially and quite well but one of the points of that podcast was that i haven't really been having as much fun so maybe you're right maybe i should just go out and spend all of my eth on you know getting some asian super rares and rolling out an incredible contender team i can't lose we'll see about that i just had some time to think about it um i actually don't hate the premier league strategy you're paying yes you're paying a lot of money for it but in a world and a platform that is in so much uncertainty, a good quality Premier League player, you'd have to imagine, will be the 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 person mm. that will hold their value the most. Yeah, you know, you could get these really good scoring guys, but because they're only relevant because of SO five, a lot can happen. And I just think we're in such uncharted waters. Mm. You know, if you're looking from an investment side of things, By the even if the strategy doesn't work, you don't win as much. You're, you're hedging your bets a little bit. Yeah. No, I think you're right. I think that's kind of where I've been leaning. And, and the other thing to think about is like, let's just say, so I've got my De Bruyne, I've got my Madison new season. 
Um, let's say I go and pick up just the rest of the Spurs stack. Let's say I pick up a Vicario, a Romero, and a Hyungmin Sun up front. Again, I mean, there's it's unlike. I mean, obviously, there's always Saudi that that clouds everyone's future. But let's just say those guys stay in the Premier League. There's only really you know sideways or down moves for them. They're not going to like go somewhere where they're going to struggle. Um, I can try and win some cash for them between now and the end of the season, which obviously will hopefully recoup some of the cost of those um, those players. And then start of next season, I've got five absolute bangers ready to roll out in classic, and I'm, I can hit the ground running trying to win new season cards, you know, straight off the bat next season. All right, just given how much Sorare, they love a little bit of a change. From what I'm getting and gathering, in my uneducated opinion, they'll always look after the Premier League. They've spent the most money, yep. I'm assuming. Mm. So they're always going to be putting good competitions. They're going to be putting little special weeklies and catering towards and pushing people towards that Premier League route as well. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think because I've been I'm looking to get into some some more rares. I was initially thinking like maybe Champion could be good, but yeah, I'm still I'm still on the fence. I haven't pulled the trigger on anything yet. I think I'm set for my super rares. Like I said, I do need to go and buy a couple of pieces to, to make sure I've got a content, a good contender team for, for the summer, especially. Um, but I don't think I really need to go and pick up any more big super rare pieces. So the cash I've got sitting there is really just designed for rares. Um, hmm. Now, of course, the other option I have is just to go and buy old season Premier League cards and just play champion. But then that's... Then I'm up against you know every it's other league. Division. Whereas the Premier League, you've got that that benefit of like if you can buy the best players and run them in the Premier League only competition. Yes, you're I'm, I'm going to be up against some whales who have better stacks than me, of course. But I'm in with a good chance, you know, week to week of, of picking up some cash. So yeah, I'm not quite sure. Yeah, I think the Premier League's the way to go. You're sort of limiting the 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 selection that the whales have to choose from for their lineups each week yeah yeah exactly i'm not up against you know mbappe and kimmich and harry kane every week i'm and also like the premier league because i've been doing some scouting i've been looking you know what forward am i going to pick up what defenders there's not really that many overpowered cards in the premier league like let's be honest rodri is probably the only one where you're like he's just a game breaker you know in terms of his scores every week and then obviously you've got, you know, your De Bruyne's, you know, Bruno. There's a lot of midfielders that you could say are like superstars. But then you look at forwards and like apart from Haaland, maybe Salah when he's back, Hyungmin's son is probably another one. Not a huge amount of like forwards where you're like, this guy is a game breaker. Like this is, you know, this this guy's going to, this is an Mbappe, this is a Griezmann, you know, those kind of players you can rely on for 80s every week. Like it's a, it is quite an even competition, you know, because it is the best competition there is. Mm. Speaking of best competitions that there are, now I'm wearing my A League Melbourne City jersey uh, today, Simon. Um, now I thought something that caught my eye this week. You actually shared shared this with me on Instagram. Now people are saying, when are we bringing on the A League? Come on, like it's. I actually saw a stat the other day, Simon. Most goals per game on average of any league in the world, the A-League. So get your attacking stacks for contender, you know. The A-League's coming to mess shit up. Yeah, we'll pair them with my defensive J-League boys and we are on. 
Exactly. There you go. J-League defense, A-League attack. You're good to go. Now, this video that I'm about to show you did give me pause somewhat. Um, tell you what, this, this isn't great. This isn't great. Um, let me share my screen here and let's pull this up. Okay. Share screen. Bad mistake from the goalkeeper. Oh, there's the man Danny Vukovic, by the way. Saved him with that error led to goal, so his error would have been an error, error led to shot, I suppose. Bad mistake from Vukovic. Alright, show that again. Here we go. Slow motion. Yep, open goal. Boop. Peak A League. Peak A League we've got right there. Um, not amazing. Not amazing. Now I thought you know I didn't want I didn't want people to be thinking too poorly of the A League. So I've I've found a couple of others. Um, found a couple of other pretty decent misses out there. Um, here is another one from the Jupiler League. You know, people often think the Jupiler League's a bit of an enigma. People don't quite know where to where to place it in terms of the you know the strength of leagues around the world. Okay, let's share that screen again. Okay, here we go. So we've got KV Mechelen here, Mechelen boys, some of our favourites. All right, I think this was last season. All right, good cross here. All right, straight up in the air. Bad punch. Easy goal for Nicolas Storm there. Oh, don't worry, just take the tap in. Ah. <laughs> Aster Franks. <laughs> I think that one's worse. What about you? <laughs> the um, yeah, that's that's up there. That that one is. <laughs> what I think, on Sorare. That shouldn't even be a big chance missed. I think he should just automatically get zero points. What do you reckon? All of his cards should just be burned immediately. And all of us, anyone Burn. who has that card yeah. loses utility forever. It's just gone. Your card just disappears from your gallery. And you'll be glad to. You'll be glad that it's yeah. gone. You get a couple of coins as compensation and off, off you pop. Well, you know, brings us back to this conversation, you know, is football, you know, the easiest sport to play is that what Dana White said? Is it the easiest sport to play ever? I think so. Yeah, yeah. It's not. Doesn't take any skill. You just kick a ball into a giant net. Yeah, maybe let's not show Dana that clip. Um, potentially. No. Um, no. Speaking of poor quality, Alster. Mm. Oh boy, MLS jerseys are here. Did soccer discover America, or did America finally discover soccer? And I'm absolutely all for it. I've been frothing it. Um, jersey's getting released every couple of hours. Um, some really good ones, man. I'm going to say there's some really good ones. There's there's a few stinkers. It is the MLS. Yeah, unfortunately, they're, they're, they're drip-feeding them to us, which is real, really painful uh, when you've got a podcast to record and you want to be able to, you know, we want to be able to throw some opinions out to our listeners. So... Part one of the MLS jersey review is one of our favourite segments of the entire year. Now, 
first impressions, Simon. I'll get the. I'll try and get them up here. Um, you got some favourites. What have you? What, what are you? What are you? What has caught your eye in this early kind of launch of, of these jerseys here? Yeah, I've actually been a big fan. Um, thought Adidas have done a really good job. Just saw that Orlando's one. Uh, their legacy kit just got revealed. I'm going to go straight to my favourite, if that's okay with you. Please. It's got to be the Red Bulls one. The Red yeah. Bulls one is a big win on every front. Like, they're sponsored by Red Bull. Oof. It's like, you know, this daring, energetic brand. They're sort of like a young team. Um, I just think they've absolutely nailed it. Like, I, I think with the MLS jerseys, you've got a little bit more scope to to go a bit more creative because you don't have the heritage of a Liverpool and, and the red and, and all these things that sort of tie you to being keeping it simple. And mm. I think they've absolutely nailed this one. Yeah, you're right. If Liverpool were to come out with this, there'd be riots. Um, you know, with the Reds. It's got red on it, right? Um, yeah, love this. A uh, bit devastated I can't go out and buy myself an Omir Fernandez uh, Red Bulls jersey in this design. Um, obviously, he's at Colorado now, which I'm, I don't – I've seen the leak of their jersey. I'm not a massive fan, but would love a bit of a, a Bronx Messi uh, jersey in this design. Big fan of that one. New York always, always smash it. I like their one from last year as well. Um, any others that kept, yeah. caught your eye? Now, I don't know if you'll agree with this. I really liked the uh, the Sporting KC one. It gives I... me like real Johnny Russell Scottish vibes. Okay, yeah. My first thought was like, you know, it's a it's a golf top. Um, I'm, I'm, you know, I, I like the call on that it's Johnny Russell inspired, and I think you might be right. I think this might be a Johnny Russell tribute kit. Um it's not too bad. I, I like. I, I've always liked the shade of navy that that Sporting KC have in their jerseys, but yeah, I don't know. I'm not a massive fan of the diamond pattern. I don't think it's that exciting. Yeah. What about you? Do you have any favourites? Um, okay, I'm looking at some of the new ones. I I don't think I think this might be one of your least favourite, but I actually really like the Real Salt Lake one. Um, I think they've had such boring jerseys for the last couple of years. I think this one really. I think it pops. I think the yellow is good. Like, it's not too much yellow. Their jersey last year sucked. I like the kind of brighter red that they've used, and I like the kind of little mountain design. I think it's I think it's a cool jersey. I don't think I'll be buying one, but I like it. I like the homage to the Utah Alps kind of thing. It's just there's a lot going on. Like, there's stripes, there's color changes, there's the, you know, the Sered bar graph that's going up and then down. Um, <laughs> yeah, a lot going on. The Soraya kit, yeah. The we're in a dip kit, I like it. Yeah, bit of a low blow there yeah. from Real Salt Lake. <laughs> Unofficial title. What about um, in terms of least favourite? Big losers, yeah. Yeah, I mean the Toronto one is god boring. Oh so my god, boring. the Grand Theft Auto kit. Um, yeah, that sucks. That really sucks. White. Couldn't think of anything okay. a bit more exciting than white, guys. Oh, well. Oh. Yeah, unless we have to look at like, that better. I like the logo. I like the, like, I like the logo, like the TFC thing. But Yeah, yeah I've noticed there's a couple of vintage kits this year. Um, Orlando's also very boring, but they've, you know, they're, they're kind of going under the guise of, oh, yeah, this is a vintage kit, but still boring. Still boring. Mm. Cool logos. Yeah. Very boring. Now the 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 jersey designers the the creative team at the Portland Timbers they love taking things literally. Now mm. we've had roses which looked 
that's honestly probably the worst jersey I've ever seen in my life. This yeah, year they've gone, well, we we like timber, we like trees. Let's put leaves on our kit. Thoughts, yeah. feelings, concerns, Alka. Tree kit, tree kit. I would have preferred it if it was just like a big wood pile, just like some nicely chopped logs, um, you know, up the side maybe. Um, a little axe, little axe leaning up against the, the wood pile there. That would have been quite nice. Um, yeah, this one kind of sucks. Um, just reminds me of like grass clippings. I'm not a, I'm not a big fan. I, I don't think I hate it as much as you. I personally would really like it as an away kit. I'm assuming that's their home. Um, mm. I've always liked the like the green, no, it's their like, second the really kit. prominent green. Oh, it is. Yeah, it's a away kit. Oh, then I, I quite like it. It's way better than the roses. It is way better I than just, the roses. I'll give you that. Yeah. I just I thought like I like the the concept and I like the you know coming from the side. I just didn't think they had to be so realistic with the leaves. Like I just don't like the fact mm. that it's actually leaves. Could yeah. they have not been a bit more artsy with it, you know? Yeah, a bit more abstract. I don't like jerseys that have any kind of actual imagery on them. I think that always just looks a bit tacky. I think you've got to stick with the, you know, the vectors. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm not a big fan of the leaves. I've I've got a little hot take. I don't know what your thoughts on it, but I actually don't mind the New York kit. I love the, yeah. like, the, the, the city that never sleeps, and it's, like, got the, the daylight and the dusk, like... Little yeah, homage there I, with the colours. I, I really like this jersey. This is one that I would buy purely just because it looks cool. Like this is a this is an, I don't have any NYFCFC cards. I don't plan on buying any. I don't really like their club that much. This is a cool kit. It's a very nice kit. Uh, love the retro logo. Um, yeah, big fan of this one. I like how they've. It looks all wet. <laughs> love a wet kit. Um, yeah, big fan. It does. Yeah, yeah. Um, any final thoughts on the remaining jerseys? Um, I mean, we can, we can probably rank these a bit later on. We've got a bit more time. Um, DC's okay. Not a big fan of the Sounders one. A um, couple of boring ones in there. Revs, eh, not really feeling it. Don't really like the anchor that they've added to the Miami kit. I don't, it feels very much like a... You know, graphic design students put this one together. Not a, not a big. I preferred the kit that they had last year. Um, yeah, Philly, not too bad. Charlotte, yeah, it's okay. I'm keen to see the rest of them. I mean, there's so many other clubs still to come, so it'll be interesting to see what what comes out. But um, yeah, I don't know. Not a not a bad crop, but I think last year's overall we were a bit more exciting. Yeah, yeah. We'll see how we see how we fare. All right, Ali. I think. Let's leave it there. We've uh, we've you know chatted for long enough. We've it's been a big ep. I mean, I've been very excited to record this episode all week. Um, I've been messaging <laughs> you, being like, "When can we record?" And you're like, "Just hold your horses, man. I've got things to do. Um, no, eggs to buy. Probably some more some probably some more changes going to come once we finish recording. Am I going to dip the toe back in? Am I going to reinvest? Am I going to prove that the new changes have been right all along by Sarev? We'll see. Um, certainly thinking about it and exciting times coming ahead. Yeah, I love it. And J-League starts next midweek, Simon. So you don't have to wait too long to roll your boys out. I'm I'm certainly excited to get some of my boys out there again. Absolutely. And just to finish up, how are you feeling after all those eggs? A general sense of uneasiness has swept over me. Um, yeah, I'm not sure how the rest of the day is going to go. I mean, protein levels through the roof. Um but yeah, a, general, a kind of 
sneaking weirdness in deep inside me. Maybe don't go for a run. Yeah, can't do some burpees. <laughs> All right, on that All note right, of mates, sneaking we'll weirdness, we'll see you next week. All right, love you, mates. Bye. Bye. Love you. Ooh.